You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to oklahomahof on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. Our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them. Do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. This podcast is brought to you by the Oklahoma Beef Council. On behalf of Oklahoma's 50,000 beef farming and ranching families, we are working hard every day to bring high-quality beef to your table. To learn more, visit oklabeef.org, link below. This episode is presented by the Choctaw Nation. The Choctaw people have a rich history and a bright future. At the Choctaw Cultural Center, you can take part in a story 14,000 years in the making. Stroll through our immersive exhibits portraying Choctaw life from the moment our ancestors emerged from the Nani Weha in Mississippian homelands to the Trail of Tears, where we lost so many loved ones, and finally to the modern-day tribe making a positive impact on local communities throughout southeastern Oklahoma. Try your hand at our social dancing and stickball and learn more about our vibrant culture through demonstrations, workshops, and classes. The kids will have a blast in our Luxie Activity Center. The Choctaw Cultural Center is more than a museum. It's a living, breathing experience. Visit ChoctawCulturalCenter.com to plan your visit. And let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hoon here, host back with another episode down at the Capitol building today. Uh, first time I've stepped foot in this building since renovation. I went in the wrong door. Uh, walked up the steps, took a left. And I was like, hang on a second, this door's closed. But it looks fantastic in here. I got some time after we record this to look around and see it. But um, yeah, it's been three, Just it's been over three years since we last sat down together. Wow. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. A lot has changed since then. Yeah. Um, a lot, I mean, I've done a lot of podcasts and you've done a lot of uh, mm-hmm. tourism stuff so and played a lot of golf yeah which is good but um ladies and gentlemen please welcome lieutenant governor matt Pinnell to the podcast again uh, i will post the link to our previous episode so people can kind of learn your origin story who you are what you do yeah um, today we can just chat yeah uh, yeah and you're a golfer so we can talk mostly about <laughs> whatever you want man yeah <laughs> but uh i guess yeah last three years i mean being in the travel industry, going through COVID, going through a major rebrand, like all of that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, 
I love seeing people reposting pictures of the travel stops, right? Yes, like, yes. You know, as someone who travels a little bit, you kind of, you get to appreciate that, right? And when, you know, when you're on the road, you kind of look for the greatest gas stations and all, yeah. you know, like Love's or Bucky's, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and travel stops. And I would say we definitely have some of the best. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, tell me what's been, you know, get us up to date. I mean, it, when you told me that, that uh, the la we, we met in January of 2020, I mean, we, we met right before the world changed, mm -hmm. uh, w which is you know, really good timing to, to come Great back, timing. you know, uh, uh, after, you know, knock on wood, we've turned a corner, uh, on that global pandemic and kind of the state of our tourism industry and where we are today. And uh, I mean, I can tell you it, 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 this is perfect time to be doing this podcast. I don't know if you timed it this way, but <clears throat> this is national travel and tourism week oh, this week. Yes. There we go. Perfect. Uh, so, you know, every single day we're, we're posting multiple things, uh, about the power of travel and, and how important this industry is to the state of Oklahoma. It is still uh, Oklahoma's third largest industry. But even more impressive than that, last year was the best year in state history uh, for our tourism industry. Uh, over $10.2 billion in direct visitor spending uh, in the state of Oklahoma, uh, which is an all-time record. So we're on to something as a state. You know, from a 30,000-foot view, I can tell you we're, we're on to something. What we're doing is working. Uh, the programs that we've put in place are working. But some of that was due to, yes, a global pandemic. You know, it, a lot of states were shut down uh, for a very long time. We were not. Uh, you know, I tell the story. Um, I've been telling the story a lot over the last month. I, I ran into a, a couple in Oklahoma City who— came up to me after I was giving a speech and said, Hey, you know, you, you were talking about us and, and my family. I said, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, we lived in Denver during, during COVID and, and, uh, Colorado state parks were shut down and my wife and I love state parks. We were looking for a state park system that was just open, uh, during COVID and, and Oklahoma's was the only state park system that was open. And so we came to Oklahoma, we hit six, seven different state parks. And then he looked me in the face and smiling because guess who now lives in Oklahoma? Uh, so, you know, it does work when we can get people, to the state, mm -hmm. Oklahoma sells really well. Uh, some of some of that due to you know just perceptions that people have, and, and we really blow people away uh, sometimes, literally, mm -hmm. uh, with the wind that we have here. Um, uh, the wind does come sweeping down the plains still in the state, but we, we truly. Um, a punch above our weight when it comes to this tour, our tourism industry. We're so authentic, so unique, uh, and we're we're really showing a whole lot of muscle right now. Uh, and and it's an industry in Oklahoma that is uh, a real star for the state. Yeah, I mean, I'm a product of that too, right? Like, I'm wearing cowboy boots. Yes, today. I've yeah. been here 12 years now. Uh, you know, I I and that's I, that's the struggle I have. Like, you know, I tell my friends, my high school friends came. Um, you know, like the year after I graduated, said, just come over. Yeah. Like, you've got a free place to stay. We'll go somewhere else, but just stop for like a weekend right. and we'll go somewhere else. Right. And they did. And they've come back, you know, yeah. since as well. Yeah. So they love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so much going on. You know, you talk about the state parks and obviously there's been an up and down. And if you watch the media, if you don't sure. under a rock, there's been yeah. things that are happening. But yeah. we're getting back to it. I had Shelly on the podcast. She's, Good. Good. She's doing, you know, she's yeah. in the thick of it, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's new. Yeah. We're getting after it. It's great to see. And I think you're right. You know, you've got so much going on. The other thing, you know, you talk about travel and tourism, 
we have Route 66 Festival coming Yeah, up, right? we do. We do. Yeah. So, you know, my a big theme of my office is just playing to your strengths as a state. And, and Oklahoma needs to start there. Like, what, what do we have that no other state has? What, what are we good at that other states aren't good at? And, and, you know, it's that SWOT analysis, right? Your strengths, your weaknesses, uh, opportunity costs, those type of things. Well, in Oklahoma, we have the most famous road in the entire world, and we have more miles of it than any other state. So let's not make this harder than it has to be. Let, let's start there and focus on promoting uh, the most famous road in the world, and that is Route 66. And not only is there American renaissance kind of happening in America today, you know, you, you've got a lot of uh, disheartened uh, Americans and uh, tourists that are just looking for America uh, and, and smiling faces and uh, small whimsical towns lined with American flags. Like we have that in Oklahoma and we have the kind of the most Americana road uh, in the state as well in 400 miles being Route 66. We have the centennial coming for Route, on Route 66. So four years from now is the 100 year birthday of Route 66. So the timing couldn't be better. And that we have all this national attention. Uh, there'll be a national uh, road ahead partnership is what it's called. Uh, kind of this national umbrella that's going to be pushing the, the centennial. But really, the game changer for us in Oklahoma is what we did last legislative session. We, we passed a bill uh, and created the Oklahoma Route 66 Commission, not Centennial Commission. We, we, we already have a group planning the birthday party. We, we created a another commission that's basically the, the, the easy way to explain it. It's basically like a T-set for Route 66, you know, the, the tobacco settlement fund, you know, that spends money advertising why kids shouldn't be smoking and, and living healthy lives. Lifestyles, we we created last legislative session a fund for Route 66 development, and and it's 6.6 million dollars a year. It's capped at 6.6. So as long as sales and use tax is good, we'll hit the cap at 6 million, 6.6 million a year for four years. That's real money anywhere. And so we got 25 to you know 30 million dollars that we're going to be able to invest in Route 66 communities. So I couldn't be more excited uh, to to see the growth that we're going to see. Uh, most of these towns are in rural Oklahoma, uh, and tie that 400 miles together to truly be a worldwide destination for tourists that are looking for the greatest American road trip. I mean, if that doesn't sell, nothing sells, and, and we've got it. And and I really, I really think four years from now, when we're celebrating the 100 year birthday, Oklahoma is going to be again the star of the show because yeah. of it. Yeah. So, so that money then does that go to like? Is that if somebody is it has a business that the first thing that came to mind, you know, sadly during COVID, is so many family businesses dropped. And yeah. one of the places I was one of the first places I went to when I came here was Anne's Chicken Fry on. So, you know, sure, and sure. It's just inside the building is incredible, and now yeah. it's nothing. Uh, right. Does that money go to like the cities, or does it kind of go to some of the businesses, or someone propose, you know, say, hey, I'd love to have a stop on Route sixty six. Can I like? Put it, it, how does we, that work? It, it's it's kind of all of the above. Okay. It's nonprofits, uh, a, a city. Um, and, you know, you could have a business, you know, join with a nonprofit gotcha. to uh, 
to, to fill out the paperwork. You know, we, we put rules in mm-hmm. place for this a few weeks ago. Uh, we have, we've named the commissioners and I hope we're meeting within the next couple months, uh, just to have our initial meeting. And then we're going to open it up to communities to start submitting proposals. It does not have to be a matching grant. Uh, it can be, uh, but it doesn't have to be a matching. The, the matching portion could be volunteer hours sure. because we know a lot of these communities don't have, uh, even a thousand dollars. If it was a, you know, if it's a $2,000 bench project, but you know, this is more between 25,000 and $2 million level projects. So the, the, these, these are serious projects that are going to truly recruit, you know, it, it, uh, lure more tourists to their communities. Yeah. Yeah. I had, um, Reese was also on as well from, from the route 66. Yeah. Oklahoma route 66 association. Yeah. Yoda. Yeah. Yoda. Our he, route 66 Yoda. It's great. Yeah. And one of the things we talked about was just like the buy-in from so many towns. And I think the one that comes to mind is like Sepulpa. Yeah. Just fully bought into the yeah. route 66. This sh- yeah. Christmas shoot was incredible. Yes. Yeah. And they're making national news. For right. That. It, the community has to be in on this. And, yeah. and, and I've been pretty honest with communities about it. Um, Tulsa, Oklahoma city, obviously they're going to get theirs cause they're the big urban areas, but then you've got, you know, 43 other communities along with, you know, from Wellston to Chandler to Eric out in Western Oklahoma. Uh, we, we, we fully recognize that they don't have a large budgets, but we have to have a, a, uni, a, a unified front mm-hmm. in the community. You know, it, it's hard for us to go in if a city council or a mayor says, Hey, we don't want to do route 66. Right. Well, you know, their loss, it's going to be their loss o- over the next four years. And frankly, into the next, uh, the next decade. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. I love it. And you know, I, I need to do it. I haven't done it yet. Oh, you love it. Yeah. My parents have done, I'd say a third of it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, but it's, it's like, it's Americana, right? It, it, it goes is. back to the Cars movie. It, it, it does. Gets, yeah. It, which, you know, we, you know, the, 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 um, the female character in Cars is a woman, uh, at the Rock Cafe. Um, right. and so, you know, she is the, yeah. uh, the, the model for the, for that movie, which is, I mean, such an amazing story and she's amazing. Uh, the Rock Cafe right there, um, you know, in, you know, on Route 66 here in Oklahoma, uh, there, but there's so many stories like that. I, I would tell you start at the round barn and look at what they're doing because that's just right outside of oklahoma city uh in arcadia area but you know the chicken shack that moved you know right almost right next to the round barn and there's all of this private investment you know okay you know pop, the pop uh the the pop uh, gas station is right there as well that corridor uh, it is basically uh, the, the closest thing that we have now in, in Oklahoma to kind of what Arizona has, you know, the, the man on the corner statue. And, you know, people say, yeah. gosh, why can't we be doing what Arizona's doing? We're doing it. We're, it. We, yeah. we're absolutely doing it. And we have a whole lot more towns in Oklahoma than they do in Arizona when right. it comes to 66. Yeah, it's just somebody made a famous song about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's, that's right. Part, which we'll get there. Uh, you mentioned, you know, the perfect transition from, you know, like Cars movie into the movie industry in Oklahoma. That that's really exploded since we last talked as well. I, I, it absolutely has. I mean, it. it uh, I never thought that I would be involved at a level right. that, that I am when it comes to... Um, uh, when it comes to film and television production, you know, we, we have a rebate. We have a, 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 a cash rebate program in Oklahoma. I- incentives do matter. <laughs> you know, we have to make sure that it is a good return on the investment for the taxpayer in Oklahoma. And right now it is. We, we have a, a $30 million capped rebate, uh, cash rebate program. 
And, and so that means, you know, someone comes film, films here, uh, they give us receipts when they're done and we, we give them a cash rebate back. So it's pretty clean and easy to, yeah. to understand it and to track it. Uh, but we've had a number of movies filmed here since since we were talking. I mean, gosh, January 2020, you know, Killers of the Flower Moon was was certainly on our radar. Uh, I was kind of the lead negotiator on that, kind of negotiating with their team. Got thrown into the deep end on that deal because that, that ended up being by far the largest production in state history. Um, we have Twister 2 here right now, uh, literally filming right now uh, in the Oklahoma City and, and El Reno area. We're, we're very excited about that. Um, Reservation Dogs, which is a, a wonderful series uh, with native representation, uh, it is, is filming, I think, their third. Maybe they're on their fourth season now. Uh, Tulsa King was filmed here, was filmed in the Tulsa area with Sylvester Stallone recently. So, you know, we really, Oklahoma is having a moment yeah. for sure. And, and, but what, what I have to make sure it's not just a moment in time and that we actually build out crew bases and, and we're, you know, trainings with career tech and, and that we have more soundstage infrastructure around the state of Oklahoma. If we do that, if we get the three legs of the stool, then Oklahoma can absolutely compete with Atlanta, Georgia, uh, and some of these other states that are getting into this because, you know, folks are, are tired of uh, filming in California. Yeah, yeah, you've got to take advantage of that, right? When the spotlight shines on you, you know, you have to put that, and a lot of people don't think about the school side of That's it. That's right. right. You've got to... You know, put the ground foundation under it and build that to sustain it. Have if somebody to. comes again and says, "Hey, we just had a great time recording in Oklahoma. Let's do it again." And the you know, not to mention we have four different ecosystems here, oh, so you can pretty much it, film it, anything. You, you can film whatever you want. And, and it, you know, what I've learned is it's a, it's a small family. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if you know Martin Scorsese, Martin Scorsese has, has talked about how you know much he loved filming in Oklahoma. You know, when it, Martin. Scorsese goes and tells people that, you know, that, that, that kind of, that causes a whole lot of ripples throughout the industry that, Hey, maybe we should be looking at the state of Oklahoma. Uh, so there, there's a lot of business that, uh, we have a lot of conversations right now with some particular projects that I can't talk publicly about, but that we hope, uh, to, to, that we will be able to talk uh, publicly about in the, in the near future. Yeah. What's it like being, you know, you mentioned throwing in the deep, throwing in the deep end. What's it like being on negotiating table in like, I mean, that's, what are you negotiating? like? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was, you know, thankfully, you know, I was, I was working with a gentleman that, um, at, at the time with imperative media, you know, Apple kind of came in kind of on the, on the back end of this. So I was, I was, you know, uh, negotiating, you know, how much and, 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 uh, multiple, multiple years payouts and those type of things. Um, you know, I was working with some, uh, with, with, uh, some folks who were very professional. They were great to work with. Uh, I won't mention their names cause I don't, I don't know if they would want me to or not. But man, they were really easy to work with. Um, I mean, it was a you know tough negotiation at times, but we got it done. Uh, but I mean, honestly, it was a very good. Um, uh, I, had a, I had a very good, very good stories from the Killers of the Flower Moon negotiation. Now I, I have not had good experiences on other productions uh, that I won't talk about. But um, uh, and, and that that's you know par for the course with 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 any industry. I mean you know the, the, we have a lot above the fold headlines right now with a lot of businesses looking at Oklahoma. I'm involved in some of those as well. But um, you know sometimes it's going to work for both parties when it comes to a film or television show, and sometimes it isn't. And if it's not we move on to to something else because I can tell you we got people beating down our door right now wanting to film here, um, and so I want to make sure that it's the right project uh, that uh, we're putting a whole lot of people to work in Oklahoma and filling up a lot of hotel rooms and, and caterers and things like that too. Yeah, it makes a huge difference, right? When you kind of have that, you know, 
you get the first few out of the way and now you know your value and your worth, right? And yes. You know, and you have to you have to kind of get those first few in. You, you know, do. Cause, and you've got to, I mean, it's just sales in general, right? Yeah. You kind of build a relationship, develop that, and then you kind of make the make more money on the back end. Uh, it's true. You know your value. But. It, it, it's true. And I, I, I've really tried to lean into our Native American heritage and history as, as Secretary of Tourism. It, it is why, it's the biggest reason why we are generating the kind of revenue that we are. And I'm not talking about tribal gaming. I'm, I'm talking about People that flock to Oklahoma, uh, both domestically around this country and around the world, they want to learn about that Native American heritage and history. And thankfully, the tribes are spending millions of dollars now promoting tourism, mm -hmm. and they're getting very diversified. And so that now we have you know Chickasaw Country, Choctaw Country, and and those are our tourism entities where all the the counties in those areas are underneath them, and it's working really well. Uh, and again, on the film and television side, um, the native talent in movies and television, you talk about having a moment. Um, they're finally getting their due. It's been long overdue, uh, and they're just getting started. The Cherokee Nation is probably leading the way in Oklahoma when it comes to investments in film and television, and they have their own rebate program now, the Cherokee Nation does. And so I'm really excited to see how they grow over the next decade in Oklahoma home too. Um, but it, it's why Killers of the Flower Moon was so important to me because right. of the landscapes that we're, we're going to be able to show. And I think people are going to fall in love with the landscapes and the costume designs. And it's going to intrigue even more people to show up in Oklahoma to say, my gosh, where was that scene? Where was that scene? Because that was beautiful. And, and that was shot in, you know, 2021, 2022. Uh, we can show you, we, we, you can go chase a whole lot of sunsets in Oklahoma, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in that tall grass prairie area that uh, Martin Scorsese just fell in love with. Um, that's there and that's not going anywhere. And, and I think we're going to have a whole lot of tourists flock to that part of the state after that movie comes out. Yeah, they're not only going there just to go to Reed Drummond's place. Right. right. They're going oh, for other right. reasons as well. And it can't be just for Re. Of course. You, you know, I mean, we have to get more diversified with our tourism industry. We have to get more diversified with uh, our, our economy. Mm -hmm. It can't just be oil and gas, for, for example. It has to be aviation and aerospace. We get more diversified in both tourism and on more of the economic development side. Uh, we're going to fill up Oklahoma in the right way. Yeah. Um, I, my quick thanks and plug to my two of my many sponsors, the Choctaw Nation and the Chickasaw Nation. They're fantastic. And uh, both Govern, uh, Governor Anders Hubby's been on the podcast. Hopefully get him on again soon. And then Chief Batten is coming on yeah, good, shortly. Good. Um, but yeah, it, they do amazing things for the state. Yeah. And I, uh, I couldn't thank them enough. Yeah. Uh, as far as kind of the, the movie set, did you get to go up there and see all that dirt piled in the uh, middle of the You town? know, I, mean, that's, I, I they did. They transformed it, right? They, they, did. They, they took it back in time. I need to get that picture framed because I, there was some drone footage of that downtown area. Yeah. Um, um, uh, you know, it was a true, it was your true classic, you know, film set. Like yeah. if you think of like old school film sets, like that's what it, that's what it was. And frankly, what I believe it should be again, you know, it, it, it Martin Scorsese is not doing CGI stuff, you know, on, on, on this set. It, it's, uh, it's the real deal. Um, so yes, I was there. And then when they filmed in Tulsa, I was able to be there and, and brought my daughter, uh, which was certainly one of the, the better days in office, uh, was, uh, being able to bring my daughter, who's kind of in the film, uh, to, she's a uh, in a film class at Jinx High School, and she got to be, meet Martin Scorsese. I mean, you know, I, I got the dad of the dad of the day award, um, heck, dad of the month award for that, and uh, it was a real special moment in my life. That is really special to do yeah. that, and it's. I mean, 
you know, and the same, which we'll get to talking about the golf tournament, right? Like the golf tournaments that are coming to the state. Yes. At that, I mean, a PJ yeah. championship and then you've got live and then you've got the corn Ferry tournament that's coming. Yeah. In. Like, yeah. you know, thankfully you're in a position to, uh, yeah. to get some access, right? Uh, but, yeah, sure. You know, and, and it's, you know, to give those experiences to your kids, like that's, yeah. that's special to do. Well, that. I, and that I mean, you, you, you pivoted it to it. So, I mean, I'll mention it. I mean, I, I tell people all the time, I don't care if you golf or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I golf, I love golfing, but, but you should care about bringing a golf tournament to Oklahoma. Oklahoma because it generates millions of dollars in revenue uh, and has such a big economic impact. I mean, Tulsa had the best tourism year in state history last year for their city. Why? PGA Championship. That, that was the biggest reason why. Uh, the Bassmaster Classic is coming back next year to Grand Lake. We'll have over 100,000 people visit Oklahoma because of it. So I don't care if you fish or not either, yeah. but you should care uh, that uh, every all 4 million people in Oklahoma should care when we bring any sort of event to the state of Oklahoma that is generating an economic impact for those local communities. Because what we have to, what we have to tell tax, what taxpayers have to connect the dots on is if we're not creating sales tax, if someone is not coming to your town Mm -hmm. and spending money, i.e. sales tax, creating that sales tax, then you're not going to be able to pay for your police and fire departments. You know, a mayor or a city manager in this state, we live or die on sales tax. Mm -hmm. We're actually way too dependent on sales tax as a state. and But if we're going to continue to be that way, then you should care about yeah. bringing tournaments and, and conferences and conventions uh, to the state of Oklahoma because it generates a lot of good sales tax for us yeah. to keep your sa- your communities safe. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, talking PJ Championship, right? Like, it, was it, I, I think, was it 200 something million dollars? Yeah. It was, a, it was a huge amount of money, huge, right? And huge. then you go and you look at the, you know, the Netflix documentary comes out and Tulsa's like yeah. heavy presence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And watch it like this is so good. Yeah, right? yeah. every episode there's a Tulsa reference. Right. To it. Yeah. Um, how was that week for you? What's I mean? That's close oh, to home. That really you know, that was that was my that was my Super Bowl. Uh, that was my Super Bowl week for me. I mean, I you know it was the the largest event that we've brought to the city of Tulsa. Um, it, it it was one of the largest events in state history that put us on a national international stage. Uh, I was out there every day doing interviews in the morning. It was uh, we, we had a, uh, a suite where we were hosting people from all over the country, all over the world. We brought in delegations from Italy and Canada. Uh, our Department of Commerce was was working on this for like a year prior to the P, uh, prior to the PGA coming in. Uh, it was all hands on deck. It, it was all hands on deck, and, and it couldn't have gone better. I mean, you know, the playoff at the end, uh, Justin Thomas winning uh, was kind of the cherry on top uh, that, that uh, we, we really showed off really well. And that's what I want. I just wanted to show off. I wanted to show people that, it's, you know, particularly the Tulsa area. I mean, yeah, it, it is green country. It's rolling green hills. It's not a dust bowl. <laughs> uh, it's extremely diverse uh, to your point of all these ecosystems that we have. And I think we showed that. I think we showed that on TV. We had a number of television ads that we ran uh, during it as well. And, and we've had some companies, a couple companies even move here uh, based upon them coming to Oklahoma and coming to Tulsa and seeing it. So it uh, it worked. And I hope we get another PGA uh, to Southern Hills within the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a history of it, right? This yeah. is, you know, we've had 
uh, at least a couple now and and you know senior pga as well you know and that's kind of the test right yeah i mean oak tree i mean i think oak tree's in some is in some talks on some tournaments obviously you mentioned corn ferry up in norman um i mean that's a wonderful course up there and we're creating this oklahoma golf trail that that's happening right now we we have commissioners meeting and uh i'll report back to you i'll I'll let you tease out a couple of the courses that we select i mean if it gets people to oklahoma as i said to, to you know arkansas has a golf trail for goodness sakes if arkansas has a golf trail you know i get the alabama robert trent jones golf trail but right. you know if arkansas is promoting golf then we should be promoting our yeah. uh, our golf courses because uh, i believe they're better uh, we have all these perry maxwell courses um mm-hmm. and we're going to do more than just perry maxwell but a bunch of those perry maxwell courses are going to be on the trail yeah. that are open to the public or can be open to the public so we're excited about that too yeah it's going to be awesome <laughs> i think you know just because we both love golf and we could nerd out about golf. You know, obviously Liv is in town this yeah, weekend yeah. at Cedar Ridge. And I, Cedar Ridge is a fantastic golf it course. It is. Um, I'm glad it's got the opportunity to show yes. off in front of the world. Yeah. Uh, whoever watches it or goes. Sure. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's nice to know friends that are members that are so excited to yeah. host an event because yeah. Cedar Ridge is overshadowed, right? By, yeah. you know, you've got you've got Southern Hills and, you you know, then you can people go up to Owasso for the yeah. Patriot? Yeah, I mean, you got the Forest Ridge just Forest, a couple yeah. miles from Cedar Ridge. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, you know, what's your involvement this week? You know, we uh, I was there for uh, kind of the kickoff, the, the welcome reception uh, that was at the BMX National Headquarters because Oklahoma, yes, is home to the, the world headquarters of BMX, which is awesome. Most yeah. people don't uh, know that we even have that. It just opened up about a year ago. Uh, and so you had all these live players there like this. I had I mean, they were blown away. They were totally blown away at this reception last night. You know, there, there's controversy around live and the back and forth between the PGA and live. Um, you know, the governor put out a statement. Hey, welcome to Oklahoma. You know, again, as it, if, if we truly are welcoming, as we say we are, if you want to come to Oklahoma and come to Tulsa and, and spend a lot of money, because I assure you, they are spending a lot of money. They uh, have, a lot, of money they have a lot of money and they are spending a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll tell you, you know, just personally, you know, my boys, I've got an eighth grader and a fourth grade boy. They're totally into this team yeah. concept. And, and I do think the team concept works. Uh, I, I think it's real. Uh, and if, if Liv sticks around long enough to for, for that to to kind of catch on, uh, I think the team aspect could could be really cool, and and that's why my boys want to go. You know, they they want to go uh, meet the range goats. You know, and they re- they're a big fan of Taylor Gooch. I got to give Taylor Gooch a shout out here. He he's one of the best ambassadors for the state of Oklahoma. If you have not had Taylor Gooch, you need to have Taylor Gooch on this yeah. on the podcast. But um, you know, Oklahoma boy. Born and raised, uh, he's building a house here. Uh, he, he is uh, not just a world class golfer, but he's just a great guy, good, good family man too, um, and, and uh, a wine connoisseur at that. By the way, I'm, I'm jealous of how um, uh, how much of an expert he is when it comes to wines too. So I'm gonna uh, hopefully I get to hang out with him a little bit sometime. But I, I talked to him last night uh, at the welcome reception. But it was really cool to kind of see him up there and uh, Abraham answer. And, and some of these other Oklahoma State and Oklahoma guys that are on that tour, I, I want to. I'm there to, to to support them. I mean, that's ultimately why I'm going is just to to promote uh, Oklahoma and to support our Oklahoma guys. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, talking about Taylor, like it's it's great to see Taylor's success because he hasn't come up the way that most successful golf- golfers have come up. He's yeah. come up playing public golf courses That's right. in Midwest City. Yeah. Right? And he, you know, playing out of John Conrad and, you know, just worked extremely hard. And, yeah. You know, he's playing against a lot of guys in when he gets to college, right, who have grown up in a country club. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. a very privileged position to be in, especially in, in, you know, in the U.S., whereas across the world it's a lot cheaper to play golf. Yeah. But what Taylor's doing now with his foundation, you know, he's committed to uh, sponsoring a lot of the OGA events, yes. right? And, and he's yes. a big part of Oklahoma golf. And I know he flew in to see Surprise yeah. 6A state championship winners. Yeah. I mean, Dude, I mean, he's, you know, you talk about a guy, um, you know, living his best life right now, you know, but but you know what? He's a hustler. Yeah. I love, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned it because he grew up, this is a blue collar golfer. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, he's got money now, of course. Yes. But man, this guy still hustles for a living. uh, He does it the right way. I'm saying hustler in in, in a positive way. Uh, This guy's worked his tail off to get where he is and he's still a blue collar guy. He's never lost uh, who he is he truly is and he knows what his true north is yeah. uh, and I'm glad he's an Oklahoman yeah for sure uh, Spent, you know talk a little bit about Corn Ferry Tour the yeah. one one thing I love about the Corn Ferry Tour is the fact that they've signed a five year deal yes right so yes. Mark Lammert CEO yeah. of Compliance oh, are you grad? So, oh, oh, are you grad? yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's committed to, to hosting this event in Norman at Jimmy Austin for the next five years yeah. which you know and I have a personal kind of side of that. Like I work for the tour on that side now as well. Yeah. Um, you know, which, but it's great for me as a sales guy to say, hey, it's going to be here for the next five oh, years. Oh, I totally Let's agree. Let's build a relationship. So that's mid June, right? Yeah, June 22nd. Yeah. So I mean, I, this will come out before then. Yeah. So I mean, I, I would just say it, those, those that are listening to this right now, support that tournament. Mm-hmm. Get out there, buy tickets, volunteer um, for a lot of reasons. But you know, Mark wanted to bring this to wanted to bring a tournament to Oklahoma. But to your point of signing signing a five year deal, we need to support this guy and support this and Corn Ferry. I mean, again, all all the future stars or yeah. most of the future stars are on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, it's a beautiful course. It's very walkable. Uh, so get out there to Norman and uh, and and support uh, this tournament, Jimmy Austin yeah. Country Club. There's a lot of OU guys. All you grads that, that should be playing good. that are on the tour at the moment, uh, OSU grads as well. You know, we've got a big. The good thing about Oklahoma, I mean, <clears throat> PJ Championship was a little different. I think we had Taylor and Abraham Anso, probably the two kind of OU local guys. Liv obviously has a lot of OSU presence. Oh, yeah. And Abraham Anso as well. And then Corn Ferry Tour, you've got so many Oklahoma golfers as well. So it's not like we're just hosting these events. Like yeah. we have local players yes. who have grown up playing the golf courses that, you, you, you know, you played or your kids played or whatever it That's is. That's right. And, you know, it's. And yeah, it's. I mean, I love golf. So yeah. I think it's going to be so much yeah. fun to be out there, and yeah. I, I'm I'm kind of honored to be a part of it on from the logistics side. Good, I've never Good. seen that before, right? You know, yeah. it's, it's fun to be inside the ropes, but working inside the ropes sure. rather than just walking around with a pass and shaking hands. I you know, yeah, I agree. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm super excited, and Jimmy Austin again, yeah. another fantastic golf. Oh course. man, they've done they've, they've dumped a lot of money into that course. It yeah. looks it looks special. Uh, so moving on, you mentioned kind of business. You mentioned aviation and aerospace. Uh, one of the things I'm extremely jealous about one of the experiences you've had. Yeah. You went, you flew in a Blue Angels jet, right? Uh, I did. I saw I that did. and I was like, if I have one goal in life, it's yeah. to fly in a fighter jet. How yeah. do I get a media pass uh, for that? I, it was the most intimidating thing I've ever done in my really? life. Uh, I mean, I was uh, in, you know, I show up. So the, the F-16, National mm-hmm. Guard in the Tulsa area. Um, I mean, I loved the experience, but, it, you know, it, it, it it's tight in there. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, and it's a little claustrophobic. Uh, and you take off. We went, it, it, we did a 10,000 foot immediate takeoff to upside down. 
uh, we refueled in in the air, which I do, we, they, he wasn't even sure we were going to be able to do, but uh, we were able to do that. Um, you know, and you'll you'll fly around for like ten minutes. He's like, okay, well, we're in Kansas. I'm like, oh gosh, I forgot how far you can go that fast. Um, it was insane. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. It was just, it was, the whole experience was just completely insane. Um, I loved it, but um, uh, I have such a, even more of a, a, a respect for uh, those that do it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the gentleman that I was flying with, code name Jam was his name. Uh, he was an Oklahoma guy, went to, actually graduated high school the same year that I graduated high school. Dude was like, just like a, I mean, he, he looked like something straight out of Top Gun. I mean, it, it was, he was, he looked the part, yeah. um, just total stud, and uh, spent a lot of time overseas and a lot of different uh, uh, wars, and, yeah. um, uh, and again, just props to our, our military that, uh, you know, we, we are able to sleep soundly in our beds because of uh, what those heroes do for us. Yeah, it's... Um what an experience! Oh, right? it is. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. incredible. And uh, you know, it, there's ways to get into a fighter jet, maybe right through certain ways. But the fact that you're in a Blue Angel, yeah, right, like oh. the best of the best, oh, kind yeah. of doing all the stunts and stuff, yes. and and yeah. you know, he's probably surprising you. His goal is probably to make you to make you chunder, right? Oh, like, we that's did. His whole he goal. told me exactly when I was going to throw up. <laughs> He goes, okay, well, this is where, and it wasn't when you're flying around. It wasn't when you're pulling G's, when any of that. It's when you, when you, when you're about to land again, because you're really? recalibrating. You're, you're, it's like your brain. Yeah. It, 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 and it truly is. He goes, you know, you're, you're, you're off, you know, sure. when, and, you know, obviously they get used to it uh, because this is where you're going to throw up. Yeah. And, uh, and I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I no shame whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I but, uh, you know, I was I was prepared for it, but uh, it was an experience of a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, well, so continuing on yeah. with that, and you know, the area of space and aviation is a you know massive industry in Oklahoma. Um, you know, unless you live close to you know Air Force bases, you probably don't even think about it. Right. But for just to educate people listening on how big the business is, is and then who are we trying to get in? Who do we have in with? Obviously, we have Boeing, but yeah, you know, a little bit more information. It, it, on well, that side. It, it's a really important question and point mm-hmm. uh, b- because you know our our aerospace and aviation industry very well could be the number one industry in the state of Oklahoma within mm-hmm. ten years. Now, I want oil and gas three sixty five twenty four seven, but this aerospace and aviation industry is just growing so much. They need so many more employees at, on these at these companies mm-hmm. that they may you know they're they're getting that big. So we've we've protected our military bases in Oklahoma over multiple decades. You know, during BRAC shutdowns, we've we've protected our military bases. And because of that, you have the Boeings and Raytheons and Lockheed Martins and others that they do federal contracts on these military bases. That's kind of where it started. You know, that we, we are a, a our brand in Oklahoma is very good when it comes to aviation and aerospace. And defense industry work is specifically what I'm talking about. Well, now you have drone technology industry that's growing. You have a space exploration industry uh, that is growing. That will not be for billionaires much longer. Right. And you combine all of that, and lo, you know, lo and behold, you wake up one 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 morning in Oklahoma. You're like, my gosh, this is now the second largest industry in our state, and it's only getting bigger. It's only getting better. These are high-paying jobs. Uh, Tinker Air Force Base could, which is the, still the largest employer in the state of Oklahoma, they could hire every every graduating engineer in the state of Oklahoma and still need thousands more. I mean, that, that's it's crazy to think about that. So we are competing, though, with a lot of other states. A lot of a lot of states want to be known as as the aer- as an aerospace state too. 
but they don't have the infrastructure that we have. They don't have the natural, the advantages that we have. So I, 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 it's, it's what I'm most excited about when it comes to, uh, uh, companies that are, that may be looking to relocate to Oklahoma within the next 10 years. I think a lot of it is going to be in the aerospace aviation uh, space and, and we want those jobs. Yeah. yeah. I think la- uh, moving on a little bit, last time we spoke, uh, you either had just come back from Thailand, maybe mm-hmm. you've done a trip. Is, are we still, I know you mentioned hosting at the PJ championship. Are you still traveling? Are we still trying to get out? We, we are. Yeah. It was Taiwan. Taiwan. Yeah. It was in Taiwan. We led a delegation there with, a, with a couple other States. And I mean, Taiwan's a, a perfect example of strategically, we, we should be in Taiwan a lot right now for, for unfortunate reasons uh, with, you know, the, the relationship between Taiwan and China right now and companies in Taiwan that need to reshore operations to the States. Uh, and so we are aggressively pursuing businesses in Taiwan. Um, I, I will be in Israel in November. Uh, the governor is doing multiple international trips. The governor does the Paris Air Show every year. And that's really where every aerospace and aviation and uh, big, you know, the, the, again, the Raytheons and Lockheed Martins of the world, Boeings of the world are all there. It's probably our, our, our most important international trip that we do every year. And so the governor will be there. But, but the short answer is yes, we're aggressively hustling around the country, uh, making sure that people know that Oklahoma is the best place to live, work, and raise a family. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's got to be done, right? We've got to bring to. people's in. Yeah, you know, and I know you know people. We tried to get Tesla, right? It didn't work out. We got Canoe instead, and a bunch of sure. other people are coming right. in. But it's not just those who make. You know, there's so many yeah. businesses that are coming. Uh, you in. know, and listen, we're we're not going to win every deal. No, of course not. Uh, and but we're in we're in rooms today that we were not in. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the two largest deals that we closed in state history, uh, the, the, the Google mm-hmm. plant in Pryor and an expansion nitrogen plant in Enid, both of those deals were about a billion dollars. Yeah. Right now, we're talking to seven different companies that, that, that and all seven of those deals are over a billion dollars. Now, are we going to close every all seven of them? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have to put this in perspective here that, you know, we are doing a very good job of... Uh, of 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 reaching out to companies and companies aggressively looking at our state and, and it's between we're getting it down to between us and one other state or between us and one other country and and we're gonna we'll deliver on deals once we start getting into those kind of rooms yeah definitely uh, all right finishing up so some fun questions what are you reading right now ooh um, I, I am reading a book actually by Trey Gowdy called uh, Stay Leave. Uh, it's it's about uh, making decisions, decision make uh, on, on decision making, and and I'm I'm I've always enjoyed Trey Gowdy, and and uh, he left politics and and uh, is uh, doing a lot of consulting work. He's on TV a lot still. So, uh, but yeah, I'm reading his book right now about uh, decision making, how to make uh, uh, smart decisions in life. Yeah, uh, TV shows. What do you guys watch? Binge with the family. Yeah, yeah. You know that's a good one. So. Um, uh, man, I, I'm I'm Better Call Saul. The final season of Better Call Saul. I, told me about that yesterday. Oh my gosh, I I think it's as good as Breaking Bad. That's exactly what my friend said yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I'm I'm it, it ticks me off that he never won any. He didn't, he never won an Emmy because it's such a competitive space, you know, lead lead male. But I, Better Call Saul is something I'm I'm finishing the final season, which I'm kind of depressed by because you know when it's over, then it's over. Yeah. Uh, food. Do we have a go to? I mean, what's the favorite? Are you a, yeah. are you a grill person? Are you yeah. 
I kind of do it all when it comes to food. Um, you know, like, yeah, there's some staples, you know, fried chicken and, and mashed potatoes and, and collard greens and, and those kind of Oklahoma staples. I love soul food uh, like that. Um, but, you know, my wife's really into sushi and, you know, I got a 17 year old, you know, who's who is, is much more of a foodie than even I am. So, uh, you know, we're doing some Indian food now. So I, I, I kind of do above. But, but if I'm out and, and I get a pick, I mean, it, it's it's usually soul food somewhere uh, or Mexican. Mm-hmm. I, I can I can uh, I can definitely pound some some uh, some guac and yeah. uh, and chips, too. And we have amazing diversity in our food we in do. Oklahoma. Yeah. And uh, thankfully, now we're talking a whole lot about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, golf course you want to play next? Yeah, so golf course I want to play next. Uh, man, uh, I, again, I'm pretty spoiled rotten. I've, I play most of the golf courses in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we I am going to Whistling Straits oh, this nice. year uh, with, with a group uh, of lieutenant governors, and so I'm excited about that yeah. uh, in in kind of August. Uh, and I think I'm going to get up to Sand Valley at some point as well in Wisconsin. Uh, that trip may be before even uh, Whistling. And then around the state, it's, you know, you know we, we'll, we'll have to do a deeper dive on our state park golf yeah, courses. But I'm that. very sensitive to helping make our state park golf courses better. Yeah. And uh, so I'll, I'll probably be, I'll be down in Broken Bow in June and I'll play Cedar Creek, our golf course yeah. down there. Is that the one that had some... Yeah, we did some renovations uh, to it. It's, it's, you know, it's looking better than it's looked in a really long time. We got rid of a lot of the the trees. Mm -hmm. It's growing. (laughs) Grass is growing. Uh, But it's it's a golf course that's kind of tucked back two miles into the woods um, where Bigfoot lives down there in southeastern Oklahoma. And it is it's pine line fairways. It's a really cool course. Uh, Bigfoot's a tourist attraction. Heck yeah, it is. Right? Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. D- don't take my word for it. Go see it down in southeastern <laughs> Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, you also have your Pinnell Classic every Yeah. Day. Yeah. At Shangri-La. Uh, that it, place looks incredible. It looks incredible. The new par three up there. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, we it will in September. And again, you know, those listening, you want to play it. And, and by the way, the, the proceeds of that tournament go to, we, we, we donate uh, the money to a tourism attraction in the state of Oklahoma to help renovate a tourism attraction. And, you know, we've helped, uh, you know, upgrade the Luther filling station on Route 66. We did a project in uh, in Hollis, Oklahoma. Uh, so, yeah, that's in mid-September. Shangri-La is a true resort destination now because of Eddie Gibbs and what he's been able to do up there. Over $100 million has been invested in, in uh, Shangri-La. Yeah, what Eddie has done and what Ben is kind of oh. taking over and doing as well, it's it's unbelievable yeah, yeah. what he's doing yeah um, i mean a guy that that kind of develops a patent for fencing yeah makes half a billion dollars right. whatever it is and decides to stay yeah. in oklahoma and develop grand lake well and and, and you know i'll end on on, on that point mm-hmm. i think we far too often we accept mediocrity as a state we yeah. we, we for, uh, historically and we, we should expect more than just being okay mm-hmm. oklahoma is more than okay we put that on the license plate for far too long yeah. and when we do things in an excellent way taxpayers will reward that mm-hmm. and shangri-la is an example of that uh, carlton landing and and in, in you on lake Eufaula. falls what you're you're gonna build seaside florida on lake Eufaula? yes uh, the humphreys did and and it's full because of it so we have to re-recognize that that's why i fixed our state parks and fixed our welcome centers mm-hmm. and demanded more than just mediocrity and guess what now they're making money yeah. and i think we need to do that across the state in in multiple industries multiple mm-hmm. industries yeah last question since route 66 66 is coming up, 100th birthday. Um, 
if you were to drive Route 66 in any car, what would it be? Oh, man, in any car. Well, I mean, it's, you know, some sort of uh, a Mustang convertible. Uh, and by the way, we're opening a hotel on Route 66 that's going to have a classic car rental, like, you know, one of the car garages. Uh, and, and I think it's just a perfect idea um, because, you know, that's what Paul McCartney did and and, and others that kind of drove through. They wanted to, to, but, you know, I mean, listen, there's, there's nothing better than renting a classic yeah. uh Mustang convertible and, and driving uh, the American back roads of, of Route 66 and all the whimsical towns and and, and characters that you're going to meet along the way. It, it's uh, there's nothing better and people are flocking here because of it. Awesome. Well, yeah. thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Uh, for everyone listening, I will put the link to your Instagram because you're very active on Instagram and yeah. your Twitter in the description down below. And we will catch you next episode. Cheers. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at OklahomaHOF. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor they do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in oklahoma they're a huge supporter of oklahoma and without their support we wouldn't be able to do what we do and our third sponsor is diffie ford lincoln down in el reno now this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine um play a lot of golf together i've bought my cars from them do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. This episode is presented by the Choctaw Nation. The Choctaw people have a rich history and a bright future. At the Choctaw Cultural Center, you can take part in a story 14,000 years in the making. Stroll through our immersive exhibits portraying Choctaw life from the moment our ancestors emerged from the Nani Weihai in Mississippian homelands to the Trail of Tears, where we lost so many loved ones, and finally to the modern-day tribe making a positive impact on local communities throughout southeastern Oklahoma. Try your hand at our social dancing and stickball and learn more about our vibrant culture through demonstrations, workshops, and classes. The kids will have a blast in our Luxie Activity Center. The Choctaw Cultural Center is more than a museum. It's a living, breathing experience. Visit ChoctawCulturalCenter.com to plan your visit. This podcast is brought to you by the Oklahoma Beef Council. On behalf of Oklahoma's 50,000 beef farming and ranching families, we are working hard every day to bring high-quality beef to your table. To learn more, visit oklabeef.org. That's oklabeef.org, linked below. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.